The Public News Service Daily Newscast, May the 2nd, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. New research on hunger shows 45% of undocumented immigrants in California are affected by food insecurity. And 60% of undocumented kids live in food insecure households. The latest figures are from UCLA's California Health Interview Survey. Groups that work to prevent hunger want to open food assistance programs to include all income-eligible Californians, regardless of their immigration status. Donna Uret Rodriguez with the group Poder Latinx recalls growing up poor and hungry as her undocumented mother was unable to find stable work. By including undocumented individuals in food assistance programs, it will make a difference. It would have changed our circumstances and many other families as well. The Food for All campaign from Nourish California and the California Immigrant Policy Center supports a bill to do just that. Senate Bill 464 has passed the state Senate and is now in the state assembly. Governor Gavin Newsom's proposed budget would expand CalFresh to undocumented people age 55 and older. I'm Suzanne Potter. Meantime, farmers in Iowa and other Midwestern states aren't prioritized in receiving federal aid to help them adopt climate-friendly practices. Instead, a new report says more money is being directed to larger industrial operations. The Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy looked at how funds from two popular conservation programs are distributed in the Midwest. It found many non-corporate farmers are rejected by their local USDA office when applying for cost-sharing assistance. The Institute's Michael Hap cites tighter budgets, but adds another problem is surfacing in initiatives like the Environmental Quality Incentives Program. In the case of Equip in particular, a lot of money is going toward bigger, more industrial practices, you know, things like waste storage facilities. He says that doesn't really help with conservation. For this particular program, an underlying issue is a rule that 50% of funds are earmarked for livestock practices. Hep says that empowers states with many concentrated animal feeding operations to steer money that way. I'm Mike Moen. Mike's story produced with original reporting by Bruce Oates for the Daily Yonder. And thousands of residents of northern New Mexico villages told to evacuate Sunday as fierce winds drove the largest active U.S. wildfire towards their drought-parched mountain valley. That comes from Reuters. Reuters notes it is one of a string of farming communities in the path of the Calf Canyon Fire, the most destructive of a dozen southwest fires that are blazing. This is PNS. Janitors in downtown Portland have received a unique certification that signals they are growing green. We get more on that from Eric Tiganoff. Six janitors were certified through the Green Janitor Education Program, a 30-hour curriculum that focuses on energy, water, and environmental sustainability standards and green practices. Maggie Long is executive director of the union SEIU Local 49, which represents janitors in Portland. She says janitors are fundamental to a building's operation, performing duties that can help make them greener. So it's these sort of day-to-day operation things that can have a huge impact in a building that janitors are uniquely positioned to play a role in. Long says the certification is being offered to union janitors in commercial or residential buildings. She hopes hundreds more will be certified over the next two years. The National Certification Program was developed by the Building Skills Partnership. 
Meantime, Arkansas is declining most of the $146 million made available in a second round of emergency rental assistance. Governor Asa Hutchinson sent a letter to the U.S. Department of Treasury asking to take only 39% of the funds for housing stability programs. Hutchinson cites a strong economy and job market as reasons for rejecting the funds. But Joyce Jones of Arkansas Renters United says rental assistance has been a lifeline for lower-income families. This pandemic put a lot of pressure on a lot of families. A lot of families lost their jobs. Some people have recovered in the sense of getting their jobs or getting a new job. These are minimum wage jobs, and minimum wage does not pay the rent. Arkansas still has $6.7 million in rental assistance left, but the state has closed its emergency rent relief program application portal, and there are no plans to reopen it. A spokesperson for the Arkansas Department of Human Services said the state hopes to get approval to use these federal funds for job training, education, and other services for families at risk of housing instability. I'm Emily Scott. Finally, our Mary Sherman tells us that Teacher Appreciation Week starts today. Even before the pandemic, Ohio had seen a nearly 50% drop in enrollment in teacher preparation programs. And Melissa Cropper with the Ohio Federation of Teachers says since the pandemic, the number of people who've decided not to teach as a profession has multiplied. All this overemphasis on testing and now all this stuff around divisive language in the classroom, all those kind of things wear on teachers, but there just seems to be a certain lack of respect for teachers now. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service, heard on radio stations big and small, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.